0: We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystonesportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. And Dustin, and I wanted to make sure we left plenty of time for this Fiesta Bowl. Uh, when we wrapped up quarter number three, we were leading into the 1986 Fiesta Bowl, Penn State, Miami. They ended up at the Fiesta Bowl because no, none of the major bowls at the time could get this game. But what they also did, Dustin, I don't know if you knew this, They didn't play it on January 1st. They played it on January 2nd. So the entire world was watching this one game. It ended up being the most watched college football game ever. Not too shabby, huh?
0: Yeah, and and, uh, again, I mean... You know, I mentioned earlier just the idea of um, seeing college football change over this stretch, and this this is another one of those moments, and it's fun looking back at, at moments and situations that, that led to change happening. And um, now, I mean, you think about the business of college football, and one of the things that – you know, we talked about whenever the college football playoff launch was. Uh, you know, playing these on, on in on New Year's or uh, New Year's Eve. You know, playing the, those first round playoff games on New Year's Eve, and just you know, the idea of moving things around and jockeying for position uh, to compete for ratings. You know, th- this was. This was one of those early aha moments for TV executives about how to move things around and and how to get this prime matchup in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And uh, I think it was just one of those one of those moments that kind of set off some dominoes for the business of college football.
1: You're exactly right. This was the game when they went to the BCS and the college football playoffs. Their dream was to have this kind of atmosphere, this kind of audience, this kind of uh, tense ball game for that national championship game. And probably the biggest part of the story was all the things that led up to it. It wasn't just, oh, we got to match the one and two teams. Miami had the reputation. They had the swag. The big story was when they arrived there for the game, they come off the plane all wearing camo uniforms like military um, uniforms you know they're there on business Penn State players walk off their plane in suits and ties okay then the swag just kept happening there was a pregame meal or a day or two while they were there where the teams were both there for this meal and Miami decides we're not sitting down and eating with the uh, our opponents, they get up and they walk out. And the great quote from Jerome Brown was, did the Japanese sit down with Pearl Harbor before they attack them, before they bomb them, okay? And uh, John Sounds Bruno. Sounds a little like Yogi Berra. <laughs> it, it does. Or or John Belushi. Um, and John Bruno, who was the punter, his response, but didn't the Japanese lose that war? So, <laughs> so this kind of went back and forth. And the Miami team was even taunted. The uh, Penn State defensive backs who were all like 5'9, 5'10, something like that. And you had Michael Irvin as one of the receivers. And you had Vinny Testaverde as the Heisman Trophy winner. And this was again the Penn State defense set up to beat a star player on the opposing side in a bowl game.
0: Pride comes before the fall in a, in a <laughs> lot of situations. And I think, I think this just further established that, that so, sort of like um, junkyard dog mentality from all these little grinders and, and uh, you know, overachievers in Penn state's defensive backfield, you know, like to, to have Miami make them feel like they're less, less than them. Uh, probably it, it, it couldn't have hurt when it comes to galvanizing these guys to put together the effort that they put together in this game and to confuse Miami and to kind of fluster and bewilder them. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing, and I don't really know how Miami was viewed on a national level, but I would imagine that they were um, kind of hated by neutral observers.
1: A lot of people like them the way they like the Oakland Raiders, you know, the bad boys. That was what Miami was like. So you had people who loved them. You had the people who hated them. But it made a great storyline, you know, the good guys versus the bad guys. You know, Penn State, clean cut, the suit and ties off the field, didn't all business. And But what happened, you mentioned Pride before the fall, is they were dropping eight guys on defense and rushing three. They were toying with Testaverde, who still tried to throw through things. But I also remember, as a Penn State fan, you know, you asked earlier about the emotion of watching a five-loss team. But the start of this game, Penn State gets the kickoff, first play from scrimmage, play-action pass. He didn't have a prayer. It was sack. They ran the ball on second down, sacked on third down. It was like, oh, my goodness, this might just get real ugly. And if you saw the statistics, Miami outgained Penn State 445 to 162. How do you do that and not win the game, Dusty? Well, I mean, I, I think
0: five interceptions would be a good starting point. You know, the, 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 the turnover battle being a starting point. Um, and I think. You know, uh, just looking back, I mean, one of the characteristics of a Joe Paterno team was to be able to take an early punch and have that not rattle or anybody lose their composure or lose their belief. I mean, they were okay taking that quick punch to start things off, even against the team that was viewed as being far superior to them. Um, that that's a theme under Joe Paterno is that, that his teams were ready to keep, to keep fighting no matter what the circumstances were, no matter if the game got away from them. You know, we were describing the same thing, um, when they're on the road at number at, at number one pit, uh, back in 81, that 48, 14 game, you take
1: a couple early punches, but you keep hanging in there. And this was another case of that. It, it definitely was. And the game was those interceptions late in the game. It's 14, 10. And it still looked like with all those interceptions, all those turnovers, Miami had the one last chance. They marched down the field. (laughs) They got the ball down to the five-yard line. A couple plays later, it's now fourth and goal, last shot. This is national championship on the line. And for Penn State fans, the old fans who remember that moment and to introduce a younger generation... Dustin, this is what it sounded like on that last play, January 2nd,
0: 1987.
1: (laughs) Tell you what, as an old Penn State fan, I still get goosebumps just hearing that, Dusty. I get chills
0: anytime I listen to um, such a triumphant moment of any of any kind when you when you look back and and can kind of put yourself in in those shoes and try to, you know, live as if you're living through that moment for the first time like that is just um, an awesome moment Uh, to end to end a game on that. Sort of dramatics, I mean there's not really a whole lot more dramatic situation than having to get a a fourth down stop you know inside your own red zone um and to get an interception to to seal the deal um by a game by a guy named giftopolis
1: you know that that that's a name made for radio right there it It really is, and we alluded to it a little bit, but I'll ask you, dustin now you know looking back, looking at the history. Knowing what came after this moment, can you relate to just how historic this game was, and what effect it had on college football for years after that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it it was an eye opening experience for people who run college football and kind of put the money train in motion. Um, I was looking at the at what the the television rating was for the, and it is unbelievably high. So it was like. The two perfect teams coming together, uh, the whole narrative was built for TV. You know, as you described it, the clean cut Penn State guys, the business, uh, the, the business um, like effort from the Penn State team, the flash, the camo, the, the high flying Miami team that was putting points up like crazy. Uh, however you wanted to picture a hero versus villain, uh, the, the you know, historic shift away from New Year's Day and the shift away from, you know, bowl games, it, it, the continued shift, I should say, I guess, from bowl games being um, exhibitions to being big money, national title um uh, de- deciding games, you know, all this stuff was happening, you know, for this fiesta Bowl and for Penn state to be a part of that. And for them to be this, the, the gritty underdog that, that, uh, triumphed over uh the this uh, high octane miami offense and you know vinnie Testaverdi just another one of those big names that penn state played late in the year like think about to, to look back on this 80s decade and to look at you know who penn state played and who penn state beat in some of these games like you mentioned all the names marcus allen brian bosworth dan marino uh herschel walker Hershel walker and now we're talking about now we're talking about the Heisman Trophy winner, Vinny Testaverde, and to, to intercept him five times. I mean, this was um, kind of the ultimate decade in Penn State football, and to get those two, the first two national championships, um, so cool. It's was so cool to look back and, and listen to it and, and to understand now. Like I don't think I appreciated the full scope of this game and how the, the, how, how the magnitude of it kind of changed everything with college football and change that balancing act of playing bowl games versus deciding a national champion
1: yeah it's really crazy and if you think about it when we started our series we were in the late 60s and we went up to 86 uh that's like 17 to 18 years we went from a point where they named the national championship ge- champion before the bowl games even occurred to the point where, yes, you had more national champions, you know, uh, tried to work it out in bowl games. To this point where you had television arranging number one versus number two, that set all the wheels in motion, all the dominoes to fall to where we are today, Dusty. I'll give you the final. And to, take. Have, s-
0: to have so many viewers tune in was absolute beyond a doubt confirmation okay, we got to do this every single year, which was not the thinking prior to this
1: game. You uh, have alluded to the numbers. What I saw was 70 million viewers. Crazy. Especially with all the options and streaming today. You're you're never going to see that again. But 70 million people. I was one of them, Dustin, and I will always remember The most important one. All right. (laughs) Yes. Most importantly, Jim saw it. All right, guys, that's it for our show. Stay tuned. Next week, Dustin and I are going to talk about the 90s. But thank you for listening today. Be sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Attention, Penn State alumni. Trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Vote to re-elect alumni trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Voting begins Sunday, April 10th. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. This is Jim Galante from the Keystone Sports Network, letting you know there's nothing like going on the road with your favorite team. I'm pleased to announce that KSN, along with Collegiate Athletic Travel, the leaders in athletic travel for 50 years, is offering a trip to Auburn this fall for the Nittany Lions versus the Tigers. Charter flight, accommodations at the team hotel, and transport to and from the game are included. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information.